I do feel a little funny recording an episode like this about healing your body because I don't have, I did not have crazy symptoms. I did not have health that was completely tanked. But I do think it's so important to communicate that you don't have to wait until your health tanks. You don't have to wait until you are bedridden. You don't have to wait until after you go to 20 doctors and no one knows what's wrong with you. So I feel like my story is important because I was bloated every single day and I had intense skin itching for six years every single summer and I didn't know why, but I, but I almost accepted it as normal. I almost accepted it as my life sentence. I just bloat. I bloat after every meal I eat, you know? So I just buy clothes that are not tight on me. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it'll always be. My body just bloats. And I almost accepted that for myself. I almost did. And then kind of woke up to that delusion and realized, no, that can be enough. That bloating can be enough for me to take my health seriously because the body always communicates. That's what the body does. Every sign, every symptom is communication from the body saying something. It's our free will, whether we listen. So I could have chosen my free will of ignoring my bloating and ignoring my itching. I mean, I can't ignore it because it's, it was so annoying and the itching would keep me up at night and that was really, really, really hard. But I could have just ignored those symptoms and just went along with my life until things got worse and worse and worse and worse. Or be like, wait, no, I can listen right now. I can take the bloating as a symptom right now because it is. And I don't have to wait until I get stomach aches and I have pain every single day to seek help or to detox or cleanse my body. So I do think this is a very important story to say that you don't have to wait until you're in pain every day. You don't have to wait until your health completely tanks to seek help and to listen to your body. I truly believe that our body tantrums for attention because we don't listen to it. Our body tantrums because we don't listen to it when it whispers. If we listen to our body when it whispered, just you know, little little pain here or there randomly, if we listen to it when it whispered, it wouldn't have to tantrum. So for me, for many years, I would only really dial in my self-care when I got sick. So I would only, you know, consistently juice when I wasn't feeling good. Or I would only take a day completely off and take a bath at 1 p.m. in the afternoon on Monday only when I felt sick. And I had to realize my body was communicating this to me and I had to realize my body deserves this respect and this care when it's not sick. My body kept expressing 
sickness or disease or pain because that's the only way I honored it. It's the only way I respected it. It's the only way I treated it with love and support and respect and reverence. I would only treat it with the best food ever when it was sick. So I finally got the hint. I finally realized I can give myself a full self-care day. I could juice. I can eat really nourishing and healthy when I feel great. I don't have to wait until my body says, hey, I'm sick, help me. Because my body is perfect. My body is for me. But my body does so much for me every single day. And that's what I also had to realize is that my body does so much right every day. It beats. Its heart beats, beats, beats. It's for me. It is supporting me all the time. It's detoxing every single day. It is supporting me all the time. When you look at a biology book of the body and you just look at one system like the thyroid and read fully, fully in depth what the thyroid does, you can see, and and I love this because this is how I appreciate my body, is I read about different body systems. When you read about the thyroid and the level of things it does every single day, every single second and minute for us, every day, all the time, how can you not appreciate your body? How could you not say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for doing this for me every day, every minute. Thank you. Even when I don't treat you well, you are always working for me. So I had to start listening to my body when it would whisper. I stopped needing it to tantrum to actually listen to it. So I started treating it with such reverence and respect when it was feeling great and when it was healthy. And then I had to realize how much my body does right every single day. How many systems and hormones and cells and processes in the body just peeing and pooping every single day. The, the, the systems that are in place just to pee and poop every day It's amazing. And if you don't pee or poop in a day, that is horrible for your health. If you can't pee, obviously you die. Just these simple processes. Our body is working for us and supporting us every single day. So I had to stop solely focusing on the one or two things that my body was not doing well. Because obviously it was under stress for some reason. I just stopped focusing on what I thought my body was not doing well and start focusing, focusing on everything it does right. Everything it does right in a day. The fact that I can run, I can walk, I can work out. I can sleep really good sleeps. Like a lot of people suffer from insomnia. There's so much my body was doing right in a single day and I had to start appreciating all of those things. I kind of say this all the time, but it's when you break your pinky toe on your foot, that's when you appreciate your foot. When, you're, when you appreciate your pinky toe is with the minute you break it. You realize, oh my God, my pinky toe 
has such a huge job because without this one little toe, I can't walk. And that's, that's happened to me. Or recently my, my thumb started being in pain just randomly out of the blue. And obviously I talk to it and I ask why it's expressing that pain. And I have conversations with my body, but I didn't use my thumb for a day and I, and I couldn't do anything. I like couldn't wash my hair. I couldn't take a simple shower, put like buttoning jeans without your thumb. It's hard. And, and it's only when we, when these body systems get out of commission that we can totally appreciate what we take for granted every day. This is a huge part of my story is not needing to lose your eyes, to appreciate your eyes, not needing to lose the function of your kidneys to appreciate that you can just pee on your own and that you don't have to go to the hospital for dialysis every single day for many hours a day. You can pee on your own and that's freaking amazing. So these were my biggest shifts when my body was expressing, it was communicating through itching and bloating that, hey, something's off. Will you please pay attention to me and still and, and listen to me because I am telling you something is off. Will you please listen? Like you don't need to wait a few more years to get really serious about these symptoms. So I realized, yes, my body is for me, supporting me all the time, every day. It is magical. It is beautiful. It is. I had to get this insane depth of gratitude for my body because it is never broken. It is never broken. It is never making a mistake. It is so intelligent. So, so intelligent. So I had to honor its intelligence, know that these symptoms are a communication tactic to me. And, you know, do I want to find the root? And I'm under the belief that the root of almost all disease is pathogens. So that's bacteria, parasites, fungi, and then poisons, which is chemicals, pharmaceuticals, plastics. It's basically anything that's not from nature, poisons. You know, all the household cleaners you use in your house, the food that you consume, it can be poison. And then emotional trauma, past trauma, that happens and it basically gets stuck in the body because you never healed it you never dealt with it it could be spiritual spiritual trauma emotional trauma there's so much under this one bracket but i mean a very easy scenario is uh someone you know has major heartbreak or grief and then they die of a heart attack that's just that's all the heart chakra or Another example is one of my favorite books is Dying to Be Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani and it's her story about cancer and why she got cancer and that she actually died from cancer had a near death experience and then came back to life and then she told the story of her near death experience and and she was told why she got cancer and it was because she lived her life in fear and in previous episodes, like I've said, fear is a very, very low, dark vibration. So if you spend your days and your life and your minutes and in all your thoughts, and you make decisions completely all the time out of fear, 
you are seeped in fear and that has a toll on a body. And then of course the pathogens, the poisons, the emotional trauma and stress can all interplay with each other. Because if you are consuming a toxic diet, you're consuming poisons, it's weakening and inflaming your entire system, which then allows the pathogens to thrive and multiply and really take over your system. And then that's when your health really, really, really can take a dive. So I really think that my skin itching was parasites. So that's a pathogen. And it was showing me that there's something not right in my body. And it was expressing itself through itching because it's not normal to itch and to stay up all night itching. That's not normal. And I dealt with it for six years. Every summer for six years, it was so frustrating and hard and so many sleepless nights and I could have just dealt with it every summer because it goes away in the winter, but I knew with everything I've read and everything I've researched, I have pathogens in me. We all have parasites. There's this phrase that says, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite. We get parasites from from food, vegetables, meat, water, our animals, our pets, there's so many ways we get parasites. Like it's just, it's not, a th- you don't get them just from a third world country. That's a, that's a huge myth. And then obviously I think my bloating was my gut being very off. I mean, I was a C-section baby, which C-section babies, they, they start their life not getting their mom's vaginal f- bacteria flora. So C-section babies kind of start um, their life kind of in a deficit. And then obviously, I, oh man, I had all the vaccines and everything. And mm, I'm not sure baby immune systems even have a chance yet. The human body is so resilient. The human body just endures so much and keeps going. I am constantly in awe of the human body. So I think my bloating was definitely, you know, a gut that was not great. And then it could have also been parasites in my GI tract, of course, also. So I had a stool test done, which was so cool to see what was actually in my gut and in my GI tract. And there were things like um, candida. That's kind of a constant struggle I've always dealt with. Candida and then H. pylori. And H. pylori is common, but obviously it's not normal. And then after I learned about H. pylori and, and I've been killing it, I learned that there is a connection between H. pylori and infertility, which is insane to me. It's something like, okay, I forget a lot of things I read. It, 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 it sticks in my brain just like 1%. I forget a lot of details. But the general basis of what I read about H. pylori and infertility, because I haven't gotten pregnant in years, I do not say I have infertility because my spiritual journey through this is of the most importance and it's my greatest blessing of my life. So I do not say I'm infertile because I know I'm not. My body just knows when it is ready to create a life and it knew when it was not ready to create a life. And this is another portion of the story I want to talk about. So the H. pylori thing and the infertility, 
something like the H. pylori antibodies can attack sperm in the uterus, something like that. And that blew my mind. And I, I mean, you know, that, that could be hap- that could have happened with me, but H. pylori is so common, like 40 or 50% of the population has it. And people get pregnant all the time with H. pylori. But I will say, even if you get pregnant easily, I do think whether you have morning sickness, how you feel when you're pregnant, all of that relates to what is happening in your body. So I'm just so blessed that I've had this, this gift of time to cleanse and clear my body so completely and so well that hopefully I have a really, really, really healthy, good future pregnancy. So I also want to touch on, okay, some people could say, oh, you're infertile. You haven't conceived in many years. So my body is preventing it for a reason. And I do think that's a part of the conversation. I think spiritually that has more weight to it. I know my baby soul has not been ready. I know I had control issues. I had to heal and resolve. I had to transition into maiden from maiden energy into mother energy. There's so much that has happened spiritually and emotionally, but something has to be said physically. So I fully believe that if a body will not conceive, it is communicating something. It's saying, hey, I am incapable of creating and sustaining and making a life thrive because I need some help. There's other systems in this this body that are not up to par and it needs help. So a few things that can be so influenced by infertility and what's going on with the body systems is methylation like if you're getting enough b vitamins if you have that methylation gene and i think i do have it i think it's oh mthr i always say the the wrong letters um obviously i am not i am not that scientific based so i don't say things right and i just i think i said that gene wrong but many women with this gene they miscarry a lot i've never had a miscarriage but they miscarry a lot um they might have a lot of stillborns And it's a very important thing. You have to get your B vitamins in. And then obviously the thyroid plays the biggest role because this is this has everything to do with our hormones. The condition of a woman's thyroid is everything with getting pregnant. And I've gotten that tested. I've been dealing with that. And the most simple, basic, but mind-blowing fact about blood sugar regulation that I put into place in my life like about a year ago is blood sugar regulation completely affects your hormones. So if you wake up in the morning and you eat donuts, that will affect your blood sugar for the rest of the day. And the minute you eat those donuts, your blood sugar skyrockets. It places so much stress on your pancreas, obviously. And then your hormones get out of sync because of those donuts. Your blood sugar has everything to do with hormones and hormones has everything to do with blood sugar. So eating fat and protein in every single meal to regulate and keep your blood sugar stable all day and exercising for 20 minutes a day, that is how you can regulate your hormones. You can regulate your hormones by what you eat, fat and protein every single meal and exercise because a 20 minute workout can stabilize your blood sugar for the rest of the day. Blood sugar regulation 
in regards to hormones is everything and it took me so long to like click these puzzle pieces with that and then a few other things that could affect fertility is obviously eating inflammatory foods so foods you are allergic to because when you eat a food like that it inflames your entire body and so your body is in a constant state of managing its immune response and if you are inflamed and if you are inflamed every single day, your immune system is, is revved up and trying to work at max capacity every single day. So if it's working at max capacity every single day, how could it have energy reserves to create a life? How could it has, have energy reserves to have an egg in a sperm form and do everything required to turn that into a human? So a leaky gut could also inflame the body because the leaky gut, the food particles leak from the gut and then can inflame your entire system. So this is how gut issues can directly affect fertility. There, this topic is so huge and I, and I am not that versed in it, obviously. I read, I read a lot about it and I follow really good Instagram accounts, um, but I haven't... I have been detoxing for my future pregnancies, but it's mainly, I've mainly been doing it because of my bloating and itching. That has been my focus. And finally, 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 my symptoms, I have been one full month bloat free, not even once. Granted, I don't eat wheat. I don't eat corn. I don't eat soy. I don't I, I do not eat sugar I don't eat any form any form of sugar beyond fruit so I am doing a lot to take care of my body and not put it into a stressful state but then of course emotional stress stresses the body spiritual stress stresses the body worry stresses the body so just as the what you eat what you put on your body and what you put in your body and supplements and herbs and everything is so important, but the emotional stress is just as important. So my journey has completely been dedicated to both equally. So I do see a chiropractor that specifically, he does not crack you, nothing. He specifically takes, finds the emotions and the stress in your body or the past trauma that's stored in your body that's creating the physical ailment or the physical pain and he helps the body release it and so I do see him but I also do a lot on my own like it it took me a while to realize I cannot go to my chiropractor to give him all of my power and say heal me because this is this is my job this is my responsibility I can have helpers along the way I've had so much help along the way but I cannot I cannot outsource my power and say, hey, you, you cure me, you heal me, because they don't have that power. We want them to have that power because we want our healing journey to be fast and easy. But this is an inside job. This is our responsibility. So obviously, through my self-awareness and becoming conscious of my thoughts, my fears, my emotions, my worries, my future projections, my fear, my fearful thoughts of the future, um, anything from the past that keeps creeping up, I face it. 
I am aware of it and I face it and I deal with it. And then I protect my peace. There's so much crap going on in the world right now. People tell me, oh, I'm so afraid of this. I'm so afraid that this might happen in the future. And oh my gosh, the world is so ridiculous. I I spend my night not sleeping and just worrying about the world. And it's like, I, I, that affects your health. That emotional stress affects your physical body. So protecting my peace is my number one importance. So how can I have a peaceful day? And then I go after it. Like I, I attack my peace. I put myself in my peace bubble. I have boundaries for myself. I don't read certain things. I don't talk about certain things. And, and if I do, it's very short. It's just a minute long. Oh, I'm going to read this article. That's a minute long because I do want to know what's going on with this. Then I stop reading it, move on with my day. I am so careful about what I focus on, what I think about, what I talk about, what I watch, what I read, because all of it affects our physical body. If we watch a really scary movie, that puts our body in fight or flight mode. And when your body is in fight or flight mode, it cannot heal. So if you are trying to heal your body, when you are sitting there worrying about the future or worrying about your day, you are putting your body into fight or flight mode, which is, this is when the adrenaline and cortisol gets shot up and your body is in survival mode. And when it is in survival mode, it thinks a tiger is chasing you. But it's just a worry, worry thought in your brain. But to the body, it feels like a tiger is chasing you because it's survival mode. This is why we have to take radical responsibility for what we think about. Because we could either tell our body that we are safe and there is no tiger in the room, or when we worry and when we are in fear, we are telling our body, we are not safe, we are not safe, we need to survive, and there is a tiger in the room. That when, when you're in fight or flight, that's what the body thinks is happening. So it goes into survival mode and it shuts off healing mode. If you are in survival, fight or flight mode every single day because of X, Y, Z reasons, you cannot heal. And this isn't me being pessimistic. This is just the, the facts of our biology. So we have a sympathetic nervous system, obviously, which is fight or flight. That is when our body gets revved up in a stressful situation. So a stressful situation could be a, a grizzly bear attacking us, or it could be worrying about our child's sickness of the day what we think activates that nervous system and this is also called dysregulation and then when we change from sympathetic to parasympathetic which is rest and digest which is healing mode that's when we regulate our nervous system so fight or flight is a dysregulated nervous system. That's adrenaline. That's, that's cortisol. Then we can choose whether to regulate our nervous system and get it into parasympathetic, which is rest and digest and healing. 
This is where our free will is. So when I say I protect my peace, this is how I regulate my nervous system. I protect my peace because I will not let my body get into fight or flight. And of course it still happens because I'm a human and I'm living life. But when my nervous system does get dysregulated and I am in adrenaline, I have to consciously choose to do things that gets me back into rest and digest. And the most easy, the easiest, most common way to do this is through breath, through breathing. So you, you do deep, deep, deep belly breaths. You bring the breath deep into your belly diaphragm, not your chest. When we're in fight or flight, we're basically always chest breathing. And to get into rest and digest, we have to do long inhales through our nose into our belly. So if you put your hand on your belly, your belly will do a full rise and fall. And babies have these huge bellies because they are always belly breathing. They don't know how to chest breathe. Bellies ha- babies have these huge little cute bellies because they're belly breathing all day long. So belly breathing, you know, for six seconds in, six seconds out, this is how our system changes from dysregulated to regulated. And this is where we have free will. This is our responsibility. So another example is, say you feel great, you're feeling peaceful, then you turn on the news. And the news is saying something fearful, 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 be afraid, be afraid. And then your fight or flight response gets turned on, jacked up, you feel adrenaline, you feel fear. Now you are dysregulated. And now your body is not in a healing mode. It is in survival mode. So our actions, what we do every day, have consequences. (laughs) And it is our free will and our responsibility of what we choose every single day. What we read, what we watch, what we talk about, what we listen to, what we think about. So much of our power is in our thoughts. We literally turn our fight or flight response on in our head. That's how powerful we are. We turn our body into fight or flight response from our thoughts alone. If that doesn't make you understand our power, I don't know what will. So we, if we can turn it on, we can constantly learn how to shut it off. This is so important to me. This is what I practice all the time, every minute, every hour. Obviously, I'm not perfect. But when I start, when I start feeling myself getting activated, getting triggered, getting, getting a rush of adrenaline or nervousness in some way, I stop and be present with it. Because I know if I keep going down that path of nervousness, worry, adrenaline, fear, my body can't heal when it's in that mode. And I am focused on healing. I am focused on detoxing. This is what I value. This is what I prioritize. So this is why protecting my peace is so important to me. So to protect my peace, I have to do things I enjoy. Uh, last year, I remember I wrote this, my intuition told me to write this, this thing about 
What is your recipe for relaxation? What is your recipe? What can turn you into feeling nervous or blah to happy, free, peace, surrender? What is your recipe? Everyone's recipe is so different. It's so individual. Obviously, the universal recipe for relaxation is through breath. But I think it becomes individual depending on whether, you know, dancing is your joy. A lot of times dancing is my joy. That's how I can really like shake out energy and really change my emotional energetic state is by dancing. And I definitely dance alone. Like I don't really let anyone watch me dance because I'm... um, that's that's kind of like my vulnerable state. I don't, I'm not I'm not ready to show the world my dancing yet. But dancing and music is how I change my energetic state. So that's my recipe for re- relaxation. Um, sitting out in the sun is a recipe for re- relaxation for me. Walking in nature that is massive, and I would probably say that is universal for a lot of people. So what is your recipe for relaxation? How can you regulate your nervous system so that your body can heal? If if you want to heal, if you want to detox, if you want to feel better, you have to get serious about these things because you are in control of whether your nervous system is ramped up or in rest and digest healing. This is what we have control over and this is what we have power over and it's it's huge and it's massive and we love to blame it on other people like you triggered me you did this to me obviously that's just an ego story okay so back to my healing story i have not been bloated in a full month which is huge for me even at the end of the day, my stomach is still completely flat and it is just weird. It is a weird, weird, weird feeling for me. I thought, you know, I used to blow every single day. Uh, this is just so crazy. So obviously, like, I'm not at the end of my healing journey. I don't know that we ever are because we live in such a toxic world. We constantly have to be cleansing. You know, we're, we're in contact with toxins and plastics and everything every single day. That's just what our life is. I don't get stressed about it. I, it's just it's just matter of fact. It's just what is. So I take care of myself and I nourish my body in the ways that I do have control over. Because, you know, if there's chemicals in the air, I don't have control over the chemicals of the air, over in the air. So I just, I stay in control of what I am in control of, which is what I eat, what I think, all of that. So the other huge thing is that I don't have itching anymore which is just huge. It's massive. I dealt with this for six years and it's finally gone. And I'm going to talk about what I did for the past two years. So I have been cleansing and detoxing for two years-ish. It is not a quick, easy fix. You cannot take a pill and just be better. There's something, um, a quote, something like, for every decade that you had symptoms, you have to give it at least one year of healing. So I had... I think that's what it is. So if I had six years of itching, I have to give myself a year to heal. And it's actually taken at least two years. Well, I've had bloating for more than six years, like maybe 10 years. So this is on par. So I've been cleansing, detoxing for two years. I've done a lot in that two years. 
I credit being home to be able to do this because I used to travel constantly. And when you travel, you just don't have access to a lot of healthy food. And I mean, you're in, like when I'm in Italy, I need to eat pizza. So I traveled and I lived a really good life and eating all this good food and I enjoyed myself, but now I don't have the travel bug. Now I'm home more and I have the ability to just focus on what I'm eating and my healing. So in the past two years, I did start off doing the medical medium cleanse, kinda. I never went full bore into it, but I did do celery juice for a year and a half and the first few months of celery juice was gnarly. Honestly, it was. It would make me so bloated for months. It, it would do the opposite effect. And I fully believe when we do get symptoms like that, it can be a response to healing. I do believe that. I think it's different for everyone. But celery juice was very hard for my body to get used to, I think, because it was cleansing and it helps with your stomach acid and everything. But it was not that comfortable to do celery juice for a year and a half. It was only uncomfortable for a few months and then my body got used to it. Um, And it just got so much easier because I was in a rhythm. I did every single morning. It's just after that past month, you know, you have to just make it a habit and then it's fine. And then I did the detox smoothie. I did, I do nourishing smoothies every single day. You know, I did focus on wild blueberries and barley grass juice extract, um, some spirulina. You know, I'd put all of that stuff in the smoothie. And then I really increased my vegetable and fruit intake. I was already vegan at that time, but I really cut out packaged food. Like really, really, really cut out packaged food. And I started snacking on fruits like apples a lot instead of like chips so that was a huge lifestyle change to me I, I I do consider myself I was always a healthy healthier vegan I wasn't I wasn't a, a packaged food vegan but doing the medical medium protocol it basically just says just incorporate as many fruits and vegetables as you can which I mean that shouldn't be um, copyright to the medical medium. That's just common sense, obviously. But that's what I focused on and it changed my lifestyle habits. It changed my everyday habits. And I'm so, so happy and grateful I did that and that I was committed to that because I was able to release my fruit fear. I think in our society, we're taught to be afraid of bananas and grapes and because it feeds candida and all this stuff. And, um, I mean, I think there's a time and a place for that type of knowledge, but I don't believe it. I think fruits and vegetables are nature's medicine. And so doing the medical medium cleanse and doing that lifestyle totally changed my everyday diet habits. I just took out packaged food, which that alone is obviously just so important. And obviously I did not, I stopped eating wheat, corn, soy, Those are the big ones. I did not eat eggs for a really long time. And the craziest thing about being on celery juice is that it honestly did bring up a lot of UTIs and candida and shingles for me, which I believe it was was coming up to get out. I believe that's the releasing of those viruses. 
I mean, you know, you might be judging it otherwise, but this is what I believe to be true with when I was going through it. it. It's just so crazy that it brought up shingles. And my shingles was never painful, but it I had marks all over my arm and it was so crazy. But I felt really good about it because I'm like, oh, this is getting out of my system right now. And I always have like a optimistic spin on it because I know my body is always working for me. So when celery juice did bring up these symptoms in me, I wasn't pessimistic about it because I just have this underlying belief that my body knows exactly what it's doing and that it's just a sign that things are coming up and getting out and releasing. So that's what happened to me on celery juice and the medical medium stuff. Then eventually, so I believe in muscle testing. This is really hard to explain, but I'm going to try to fast and simply. So basically, the body is so intelligent. It is always wise. It knows always what it wants and what it needs. And there is a system called muscle testing where you can muscle test your body more so you can have someone else muscle test you where they're skilled in it. Like my chiropractor muscle tests me. I can also have my husband muscle test me because we know what we're doing like with lots of practice. I was raised on muscle testing. My mom is really, really good at muscle testing. So basically you just ask your body, your, you ask your body a question, any type of question, and the question matters. The way it's phrased matters. You could ask your body, are eggs, are eggs um, good for me? And the body, <laughs> like a better question would be, will eggs heal me or are eggs for my highest benefit? Like um, very vague answers just will get vague. vague. Vague questions will get vague answers. So you ask your body a question. So I asked my body about celery juice. Is it in my highest benefit to have celery juice every day? And it said no. So then I said, how many days a week? And it said two. And you're asking your body, and your body holds a strong muscle for yes, and it has a weak muscle for no. And you are probably confused by this explanation, but you can just Google it. Google muscle testing, and there's YouTube videos. So I muscle tested about celery juice, and then it basically said, no, just do it two times a week. So then I just slowly stopped doing it, just because my body said it didn't need it anymore, so why would I do it? And then I moved on to things like um, Ion Biome, which is Dr. Zach Bush's product. Um, I did that every single day for months. So consistency is everything. You cannot take an herb once a week and think things are going to change. It has to be consistent. I took TRS, which is like like a nanoparticle that you put under your tongue. It's a spray. It's a nanoparticle that basically takes toxins and pathogens out of your body I did that but it's really good to cycle on and off of it and I muscle tested that and it only said to take it when I'm on my period not when I'm ovulating TRS TRS was on Instagram like a year and a half ago and it kind of like maybe I got influenced to take it but I, I I try to listen I always listen to people's personal healing stories about products and then I buy it. I don't just like blindly buy things. But I I think that helped my itching also. And also I just love 
the placebo idea that TRS takes out the toxins and chemicals you face every day. Like it just is another way to get it out of your system. But it is important to cycle on and off of that. Obviously, I have taken so many herbs and supplements for throughout the past two years and I always cycle them. I'm always on a multivitamin, always on B vitamins, magnesium. Those are non-negotiable. Um, I have been taking colostrum, goat colostrum, which is just a weird concept. It's, you know, the milk from goats that is produced in those first few days after a little goat is born. The mom's milk is colostrum for the first, you know, few days, just like humans. Humans have colostrum for the first few days after a baby is born. And it's really, 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 really high in certain properties to help your gut and your immune system. So I've been taking that. I love taking liver herbs like milk, thistle, um, NAC. I love taking mushrooms like lion's mane. I love taking lemon balm. Oh my gosh, there's so many that I have taken and I rotate through. I take a really good thyroid supplement that is just all herbs and minerals for your thyroid because your thyroid needs things like copper. So I make sure I am getting my minerals. I make sure I am getting my daily salt intake, Epsom salt, red sea salt. Sea salt is so, 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 so important. I've taken oregano oil for candida, obviously. I take liposomal vitamin C. That's really, really, really high potent vitamin C. I take vitamin D sometimes, but I mainly just try to get sun exposure because I believe we need the sun to be healthy like it's an absolute requirement to be healthy is getting sun exposure on your skin and also through your eyes my contacts don't let the rays into my eyes and the eyes process vitamin d or they process the sun's rays and so sometimes i have to sit outside without my contacts or glasses or sunglasses you should not be wearing sunglasses outside when you're trying to get sun exposure by the way the newest product I've been taking, actually I took it last year, vulvic acid. Oh my gosh, it, it, it does wonders for your digestive, digestive system. If you take vulvic acid, I would guarantee you, you have the best number twos ever. So I, I have that black oxygen product that is on Instagram, it's called Boo. It's black oxygen and sometimes I put it on my face, but I take a tiny, tiny, tiny like quarter of a teaspoon and drink that every day and that is amazing minerals it helps your body detox it does so much you could google vulvic acid i love taking it and then for h pylori i take this herbal tea called matula tea it's from south africa and it has a money back guarantee so if you test positive for h pylori in your gut and then you buy the product and then you do it for a full 30 days and then you do another test and you're still positive for H. pylori, then you could get your money back, which is awesome. And I'm almost done with my month and I feel I haven't had any bloating and I just, I know it's working. And I also just, I always love the placebo effect of like, I'm drinking this tea and it's killing H. pylori. And just the idea of that, I know that's actually helping. The emotional aspect of, you know, the placebo effect is what works. So obviously I take a lot of herbs, supplements. I have a lot, of, I 
use a lot of support in that way, a lot of it. But the other big, big, big pieces is that my blood sugar regulation is so important to me now. I eat fat and protein in every single meal. So I am, I am eating some animal products now. I eat like turkey, bacon, eggs, chicken thighs. So I'm incorporating those into meals. And there was a period of time where I would wake up hungry in the middle of the night because I knew I wasn't getting enough calories. And that's just dangerous for like a, a childbearing woman or the a childbearing age woman because we need to have adequate calories and nutrients and fat and protein to ovulate well and great. So I had to get very serious about getting, you know, at least 2000 calories every day cuz I don't think I would I was hitting that like a year or two ago. Um and now I sleep through the night like I don't wake up hungry or I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I sleep through the night and I think it's because I get all my calories in the day. I eat like 3-4 meals a day or, you know, I snack between meals. I I do believe in eating every few hours. I try not to stress my body out by not eating, although I feel great not eating. You know, if I did fast, oh my gosh, like nothing feels better than that. But I know for women that are my age, that's actually a huge stress on the body. So I try not to fast at all. So my incorporating of animal products is a huge shift for me it's a huge huge shift and it's actually really easy it's not hard like I was vegan for like 10 years and it's just my mind just suddenly was like boom open to the idea of nourishing my body in this way and I just think my body wants it it's ready for it and if it was hard I don't think I should be eating it but it's so easy it's not hard at all it it was maybe hard for like a day, like just emotionally to know what I was eating, but it hasn't, I mean, it's been really easy. And so I know that's why it's right. That's why it's good for my body. And then lastly, I bless my food. I think this is a huge component in not bloating is that I bless all of my food, whether it's an animal or a plant. I take a breath and a minute before I eat I ask my angels to bless and infuse my meal with love and light. I picture the animal, if it's like a turkey, I picture the animal and I say, thank you. Thank you for dying to nourish my body. And I just thank it and I have reverence for it. And also the plants. So I thank it, I bless it. And then I tell my body, I say, please take anything you need from this food and digest it perfectly and discard anything you do not need. Please digest this food perfectly. And then I never, ever, ever eat on the go because if you are eating on the go in a stressful state, (laughs) your body cannot rest and digest because you are in a dysregulated nervous system. So eating in a very calm space not watching anything stressful, just eating not in a stressful state, that is how we digest our food because we are in a parasympathetic state. So eating in a parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest, is how we can actually digest our food. So I've, I've become very serious. I'm not perfect, but I've become very serious at protecting my meal time. So 
I try not to scroll my phone when I'm eating. I try not to be thinking about this or that, or I don't eat in my car. I just don't eat out on the go. And if I'm on the phone with someone and I'm about to eat my lunch, I'm like, hey, I have to be present with my meal. So I'm going to call you back after I eat. And I just eat in peace. So then when I, so then my food can completely digest because I am, I am making my nervous system regulated. That's what I'm in control of. Because think about it, if you're eating on the go and you're in, you're in your work environment and you're stressed, go, 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 you are in sympathetic, you are in fight or flight, how can your food digest when it's in adrenaline, when it thinks a tiger is chasing you? Your body can only heal or be activated at one time. It cannot be both. So there are many components as to why you know, my stomach is so, 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 so much better. There's emotional components and there's biological components. And I've just been attacking it all. And I am so proud of myself. And I know there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, what if it comes back because I'm doing this episode? And that's just, you know, my little ego script of like, I'm talking too soon. But if it comes back, it's coming back for a reason. And if it's coming back, you know, there's a little more I need to do. And there's like, I don't think we ever reach an end, but my health has turned a corner and I have been doing so much better. And it's all because of the dedication I have given to myself. It's just because I listened to my body when it was talking and it's talking to us all the time. It's talking to us through a migraine. It's talking to us through PMS cramps. Period cramps, really bad period cramps, aren't normal. They're common, but they aren't normal. You should not have pain with periods. If you do, that is a sign. So our body speaks to us all the time. It's just, are we willing to listen? I'm trying to wrap this up because this is my longest episode so far. So far, I didn't intend it to be this long, but... um. I have to say my parasite story. I feel like I've researched a lot about this topic and I do think a lot of people's underlying health issues are usually a virus or a parasite or a bacteria. Obviously it's one of those three or all three. A lot of us, we're dealing with all of it. We're dealing with all of these pathogens at one time. But what's super funny is that I, I was not doing a specific parasite cleanse um, but I do, t- I, you know, I'm doing all these things. And so obviously I'm detoxing and cleansing all the time. But what's so weird is that about a month ago, I declared to two people, I basically declared to the universe. I said, my next life goal is to pass parasites. I seriously, so I believe in manifestation and I believe and when you, when you have clarity, when you declare something to the universe, that's when it can happen is because you have become clear on what you want and then you declare it. And I did that. <laughs> I did not do that previously. And so I was talking to two people in the same week and I'm just like, you know what? My next life goal that I really want, I want to pass parasites. Like I want to see them. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I want this. And no joke, within three days, it happened. Within three days, it happened. And 
I always think there's an emotional tie. There's always like this emotional component. Okay, not always, but most of the time. And maybe the parasites had to, had to go the minute I declared, hey, it's time to move on. It's time to pass. And it happened. And I think that's manifestation. And it's probably the weirdest manifestation story you've ever heard. But that's how manifestation works, is when we get clear on what we want and we declare it, the universe delivers it. That's how the universe works.